to the Hidden Jewels podcast. I'm Karna Atkinson and Roxanne Parks and I are so excited to share with you our conversation with our friend Sherry Sivret. You guys, Sherry is a true delight. She has been married to her husband for over 40 years. He is a veteran and a pastor. So y'all, she has some things to share with us. She has five children, 12 grandchildren, and y'all, she has the cutest dimples you have ever seen. I'm so excited to share this meaningful chat with you. Let's get to it. Sherry, I am so excited to chat with you today. Um, We are just continuing our conversation with these queens who are crowned by God. And um, Roxanne, you met Sherry at the Senior America Pageant. I did. And Sherry, welcome, welcome, welcome. Sherry is represented represented the state of Maine and she's from Maine. So any of you listener that never heard of anybody from Maine or even seen anybody from Maine, go. Sherry, I don't think I ever, ever have met anybody from Maine. I am your first. Thank you so much for having me. Well, the beautiful thing about Sherry, which drew me to this invitation, was I hope you listeners hear this while you listen to her. But there's something special about um, she kind of ekes kindness in life. And she's lovable from the very beginning at the word. She doesn't have any pretense about her. She's not uppity up. <laughs> and so not that anybody up there was ever uppity up. But I'm just saying you were so approachable. I just and then she had a scripture on one of her uh, gift cards that talked about Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make the path straight. Was that the one or was it? A that's it. No, that's it. Lean on your not understanding. Yes. Okay. So Sherry gets this unction to put it on her connection card. She doesn't realize that I'm a big scripture, scripture junkie. And that that has been one of my life verses at one season in my life. I see that and I'm like, who are you? I need to meet you now. (laughs) And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, You know, Sherry, you did something really brave where there wasn't actually a pageant in Maine and you just found out about it. Is that right? Yes. I came across it through Facebook, I believe, where I had seen an individual from Connecticut crowned. And I believe it came across just because I needed to see it. And so I did call the director of the pageant and left a message and she called me back and we chatted and she said, I think you'd be a really good fit and I think you would enjoy this experience. And I said, Let me again think about what you've said. And uh, the more I thought about it, the more I knew that was where I needed to go. I needed to be there, partly because as a child, I did have a lifelong dream of being on that Miss America stage. However, I am short, curvy, and had frizzy hair uh, and did not fit the mold back in the 70s. And this was an opportunity to be on a Miss America stage. And I am so grateful that God knew that dream was still in me. And allowed me this opportunity for me to be able to go um, and dance and participate and interview and meet just the most amazing, powerful and empowering women uh, 
mm-hmm. in my life at this part of my life when I'm not really sure, you know, where I'm going or what I'm doing. And so God said, let's have this little transitory time in your life and see what happens. So, well, I just tell you, you did not realize when you said yes, how much ultimate courage that yes was going to bring and take. And I believe that all growth comes outside of our comfort zone. And I know, girl, I know you were outside of your comfort zone. I was outside of my comfort zone. And what I learned when you said I didn't fit the pageant model, what I learned is once you get over 60 into the age of elegance, it's not about the outside beauty. It's about the life beauty and the whole beauty and the inside beauty, which you celebrate every day in every way. But I love that we have a stage and an opportunity uh, to really just connect with other women that are trying to still have life impact. And you, and and plus, I, I love Sherry that you had this dream as a little girl to end up on a Miss America stage. And you said it, it didn't, I didn't fit the mold. And then you end up on a Miss America stage. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There I was, a childhood dream, just gliding. I I thought of that as I came out in my gown and thought, here I am. Thank you, everyone, for this wonderful invitation. I am so grateful to be here. And I just said, it doesn't matter. I'll be out here and... It just embrace every moment of feeling absolutely beautiful. That was yeah. my moment. And it was I fun. It didn't love it. Yeah, it didn't matter about anything else. I was totally there in the present. Just I felt like I was just gliding, just just moving through. It was well, beautiful. Well, one thing that's beautiful when you get to the senior level is most yeah. of us really didn't care no. about titles we just cared about showing up showing courage standing tall loving one another and I just I I, when you said I just kind of was gliding across the stage because I had arrived at the moment yeah it's beautiful I'm so glad you're I'm so glad you chose to listen to God to arrive at the moment because that's how I met you and that's why and that's why you're I agree wholeheartedly God does do that. Yes. Oh, I just love, um, I do. I love that part about just that God, God knows these, um, deep desires of our hearts Mm. and he sweetly, um, fulfilled that dream for you. I just love that. And, um, one of the things that I was so impressed with you, as we were just talking, you didn't even know before we recorded, I wrote down, you said about this experience that you learned so much about yourself. And that's one of the things that I um, am learning as I get older um, is how much we do just continue to learn about ourselves. Um, And so it's very inspiring to me that you were so brave and walked out of your comfort zone. Um, Thank you. And, uh, and, and just, I'm so inspired that you recognize that you learned so much about yourself. And so we want to learn about you. So, um, so just tell us, uh, tell us where you want to start about your life. Um, I, if we could start, I accepted Jesus Christ into my life when I was eight at a, what's called Baptist youth camp and truly felt that was 
that I was at an age of reason that I knew, and it was so important for me to do. And I knew that Christ was going to be with me. I, it, it is in my heart at that particular time. And I was raised in a Christian home with my grandmother, who was very faithful, it, but at the same time, a very staunch Baptist. And we had some of the commandments of grandmother. However, <laughs> however, we also, I also grew up with her reading her Bible every morning and sitting and journaling just a couple of words or maybe the weather or the robins have arrived or I'm planting uh, now. And I think that also helped influence that I knew that God was present. And I remember at times, um, my grandmother had a beautiful picture of Christ knocking on the door in my bedroom. And I remember sitting there as I was a teenager and thinking, um, Christ is, is waiting for me. You know, Christ is, is there for me. Christ is, uh, and I really do appreciate that. I was fortunate enough to be in a youth group. They were very prevalent at the time I was growing up as a teenager. And I went to a youth retreat at 16. And I remember again, feeling that God just picked me up and moved me forward for the altar call to rededicate my, my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean that it has been easy any way, shape, or form, uh, and that I haven't questioned or wondered or struggled with areas of faith through my life. But the one thing that I did learn is it didn't matter how long that piece of rope was, God was always on the end of it. That's cool. Oh, always there um so i was the one that would move away and then all of a sudden i'd come up short and say okay and i would feel that pull to come back mm, yeah so you've been married for 40 years i have been married for 40 years yeah. um just celebrated our 40th anniversary yeah. uh, marriage is uh, absolutely wonderful it's a fairy tale at the very beginning and then we have uh, lots of different seasons as we move forward through uh, marriage probably one of the most difficult seasons for my husband and I was in 2003 um, my husband is an Episcopal priest hmm. and my husband and I had just moved here to our present location and six months into that call, call he was uh, deployed. He was mobilized and then deployed to Iraq. Oh, wow. So in that year that he was gone, uh, unfortunately, there was a suicide bomber in the dining facility that he was in and he was injured. Uh, he lost soldiers. And this was just before Christmas, um, December 23rd, 2004. Um, and um, when he was deployed, it was like the tapestry of our life that we had been weaving together so intricately, just kind of stopped. It was like, how do you go forward and with such a separation and we have like a little hole in our tapestry sometimes that we talk about but we have intermittent 
threads that have been woven through through calls or packages or things. Um, when he came home, it was very, very difficult for him uh, after seeing what he had experienced. And it was difficult for all of us to recognize that he was different, but the same. Mm. And we, especially me, uh, I, we had three young children home, well, high school and um at the time, but at the time, it was still difficult to know what to say or what not to say. It was very hard. And it was several years. Every year on December 21st, my husband would take time and and he would grieve and think about survivor guilt. And I think it was probably the fifth year in when I said to him, you know, that to my husband, I said, I know that this is very, very hard on you, but I want to tell you that I'm so grateful for every year that you and I have had since that time. Mm -hmm. And every year I will celebrate, not that I won't under remember and think about all those that lost, but I celebrate that we have that another year together. Yeah. Um, so that has, was a real, it is a real growing experience, um, learning about uh, post-traumatic stress, learning about life and war. Um, I, I'm naive. I think I didn't think I'd ever see that convoy pull out with soldiers um, and us standing there knowing we didn't know if that was the last time we'd see our spouses or my brothers, sisters. Um, children um it was just it was just a picture i just never thought i would envision yeah. um so was definitely he, he growing experience was he physically injured as well he was he is a purple heart recipient um my husband i worked hard it was very hot over there uh, in iraq and every every couple of weeks i would set up this big box of food from home. And I thought my husband won't be in that dining facility today because I sent him a nice new big box of goodies from Maine. And lo and behold, if that day he was in the dining facility, his best friend, the doctor was across from him and the doc took shrapnel in his neck that allowed my husband to live. And, my, and the doc unfortunately cannot practice any longer because that shrapnel cannot be removed. But my husband is alive. And doc said he went, my husband was thrown about 10 feet in the air and was unconscious and bruised and all kinds of things. And the doc said he went and he checked to make sure my husband was alive. And then he went right on and did what he had to do to ensure uh, casualties and, and did all of that. My husband came to and went around and was praying with people and giving less right. He was in such shock. He just did what he knew he was supposed yeah. to do. And it wasn't until later when he collapsed and they found out he had fractured ribs and shrapnel in his knee and a concussion. And yeah. So wow. yeah. Was, he, was he a priest when he went he, over? So he yes. was giving last rites to people that were dying on the spot? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, he was. He knew exactly what to do. He knew, he knew exactly what yeah. to do. He did. He was, God had prepared him hey, yeah. for he the had. moment. For the moment. And yet you say, you know, we're never really prepared for the moment. Your no. husband was prepared for the moment. He was. 
Yes. So he, mm. and I knew that something had happened because I had not heard from him and people had seen it on television and I had tried not to watch a lot of TV with him being gone. And I did see it, the pictures and things coming up. And it was later when he, he sent me a message and said, everything's okay. And I said, oh, something's not okay. And then I received the call the next day that he was injured. Um, and that of the, the casualties of, of that. And there and was I'm my, sure, I'm sure as a husband, I'm telling you, everything's okay. I mean, maybe broken ribs. Yeah. He'd seen so much death that yeah. relatively speaking, he thought everything was okay. And you as a wife knew, no, no, no. That was, me speaks of your marital union when you're like, I don't think everything's okay, even though you're saying everything okay. Yeah. And yet it explains to me why your husband could say everything's okay. It seemed pretty okay in his life compared to what he'd seen. Very true. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he was, was trying to trying to protect me, I think. He didn't want me to know uh, and to worry. And like I told him, I worry more not knowing. I prefer yeah. to have the have the facts, put it out there and let me let me work through it as I need to work through it. And I'm very grateful he was able to come back and do a Christmas Eve service and uh, at the base and supported the funerals and it, what a and there I was not able to be right with him. And we have been side by side for so many years. And then all mm. of a sudden, he's having all of these experiences and hard experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, very hard experiences. How much yeah. longer did he stay in the service? He retired. Uh, he came home and was on a medical hold because of the injuries and all that had to be done for about a year. And then... I'd say another year after that. So he had 25 years total by the time he was down. Wow. But parish ministry was difficult for him when he came home because he was used to everything being urgent, but in a very different way. Um, And he found it hard to settle in Mm. after living under, you know, mortar shells and, IDs and all of those things. So, so did he continue in parish ministry? He stayed in parish ministry for four years after he came back and then he retired. Um, And then God is very good. And I went to work for the parish because I didn't have a clergy. I worked for them for 12 years. And during the time when they didn't have a clergy, I was their pastoral administrator and I did services and last rites and education. And I was so blessed to be in the life of, of ministry. Um, so my husband retired and he took about a year off and couldn't stand his own memories and went to work as the director of the local food pantry and has the largest parish he's ever had in his life because of the number of people that he works with every week providing food. Oh, wow. It's it's just amazing. Well, wow. it gave us something else to focus on. It did. It, and it's a wonderful, incredible ministry uh, that has just grown. 
Um, so I'm very, very grateful that he's had had that because those night terrors were were really tough for the first maybe five, eight years. It was a long yeah. time. So as yeah. a wife, you know, I uh, used to live in Texas and mm. near a large army base. And so had I have a lot of friends mm. who are military wives and who, um, and it's probably across the board if their spouses have been involved uh, overseas with deployments and war, there is a level of PTSD and a struggle mm. there. Their their spouses do not come home the same. And um, so I just would love for, for you to just share, like, how have you walked through this with the Lord as a wife uh, when things change with you? You said he was, you said he was the same, but different. He was, he was the same, but different. He came home. My husband was the eternal optimist in our relationship and, I was more of the pessimist and say realist, I would call myself. Mm-hmm. He could always see the cup half full. And it was hard not to see that same positive energy that he had he had gone over with. Mm-hmm. He also at times thought it was also um might be easier if he just went back because it was a routine he'd become used to and he didn't have to deal with all of the family emotions. And that was so hard uh, because he recognized and I recognized when he would say something might that might hurt, but at the same time, he couldn't voice it or acknowledge it. And I was really careful because he was, we were walking on eggshells. And so we were really, this was kind of an interesting dance for us for a good year uh, of trying to find a sense of balance. I prayed nonstop. I I have to tell you, uh, for guidance, for direction, for words, uh, for people to put in his life that would understand because I had not experienced that. Um, And I am very grateful because he himself found a counselor that said to him, you will not like other soldiers don't make it through a marriage unless you start to open up to the emotions of the experience. And so my husband decided that in that, if he needed counseling, then everybody in our area probably needed counseling. And he was able to get a vet counselor to come to Washington County, which is two hours away every other Friday so that veterans, including himself and me, could go for vet for counseling. And my husband and I went to counseling to try and build a bridge Mm -hmm. through that experience of where, what he had experienced and what I hadn't experienced, but I would be able to empathize. And I, I can, I empathize. I, you know, I, I was compassionate. I, but I needed to push sometimes and I needed to pull sometimes and I didn't know when. 
Yeah. Um, in in that, and the counselor was so good in guiding us through mm. that experience to the place that we could have somewhat more of a normal relationship, and we still have moments of time up and down uh, that will trigger things. Mm. But as I say, it's been um, since 2004. It's been a long time, and yeah. we've 19 years. So. Very grateful uh, for all of those years that he and I have had together yeah. since that. Talk yeah. about God's faithfulness through a difficult season of marriage. Yeah. I mean, this was not a minute. This was a, no. long, this was a long season. But I love that you, uh, and I've been writing so many things. I love <laughs> that you said, I prayed nonstop for wisdom and for understanding people to come beside your husband, because you admitted, I cannot understand, and that you went through lots of counseling to build a bridge from your life to his life, because that you had this gap of inexperience, yes. and it was a dramatic experience. And you, when you said, I, I had to learn when to push and when to pull, Okay, so all that to say, if listeners, Karna, you were speaking for the on behalf of like-minded listeners, there's some gold right there. Mm-hmm. Pray nonstop, yep. seek wisdom, get other people to come beside your husband, get get into counseling together to build mm-hmm. bridges where you don't even know you have to have bridges, learn when to push, when to pull, and you can't do it on your own. I could not do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that the one that could was Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really did know Christ could, and I needed in the process though, to learn some patience because I really, <laughs> there, I have to share, there were days when I'd say, dear God, can we just put all this aside and go back to where it was? and it was like uh peace sherry just be at peace just Mm. be at peace so so anyway yeah you know it it reminds me uh one of my friends not war related but you know what our lives sometimes um you know grief and trauma come in all different forms right yes and i remember uh we my husband and i were talking some of our to our dear friends and, um, and she had gone through a season where, um, her father died. It was, you know, she was, he was younger and mm. all at the same time, she had a lot of hormonal imbalances, things were changing. Mm. And, um, and actually that's been my story too. Yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it. I wasn't even thinking about her, about myself, but, um, I remember her, she, she and her husband talked about, he, he was like, you've changed. You're just not even the same person I married. Mm. And it was like a rough season. Mm. Uh, but she said, you know, we both had to come to that realization that things happen and we do change. And Mm. that is part of marriage. Like you, because I'm thinking, you know, we're talking hopefully to younger women who Mm -hmm. maybe haven't, you know, had as many experiences, maybe newly married or haven't been married as long. And, um, and, you know, when we get married, we think 
this is what it's going to be, right? Yeah. You know, that bliss, you know? Um, and, and then it's not because, and it's not even always just, sometimes it's just because we're two sinners living with each other, but then also life and circumstances happen and it changes mm. us and yes, we're not the same people. And so I love that your, um, your experiences and um, your practical wisdom that you're handing all of us really applies to so many areas of life and that you've been so faithful husband changed but you changed as well right I have I have changed um recognizing there's different things that are more important uh I think that that goes along with the relationship piece um to really to love Mm -hmm. love more and greater through those difficult circumstances uh, and to be grateful. I think when I, my turnaround came, when I finally was able to say to my husband, I recognize how hard this is for you and the loss you have, but I, I just rejoice. I am just, today is the day that I celebrate because mm-hmm. you are with me. I have another day with you and I am so very grateful God for this, for whatever reason that you're supposed to be here with me and we're going to be together for a lot longer. So, yeah, cause I could have lost him that day. I, right. you know, I truly could have. And yeah. so, well, I think so I, gratitude. I think gratitude is a game changer. I yeah. love your echoing, um, the the truth that gratitude changes things you decided yep. to be grateful for what you did have not what yep. you didn't have because yes. you didn't because you didn't have the same man back i did not but you did have a man but i have him <laughs> yes yes so i think being grateful for what we do have versus what we don't have i'm writing that down yep. and i love when you said love more and love greater through difficult circumstances mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. I love that too I wrote that down mm-hmm. as well love more I love yeah. that I love that it it truly is what can heal love love is so healing mm-hmm. and healing him healing me healing our family and carrying us even in those little bumps that we still get yeah. from war uh, because it's all around us. And mm, yeah, well, I'm telling you, you don't know, Sherry, that you may not end up in addition to, you know, being mom, carpool, grandma, wife, all that stuff. You don't know that God may not be using uh, this in future ministry yet to be had because I believe he doesn't waste a thing. I believe our misery usually leads to our ministry. I agree. And that these difficult things, you can help the mom who's just facing this. Mm. Unlike unlike me, I can't, mm. I can't help the mom who's facing that. Mm. I mean, I can in, encourage her in some of the basic things you're saying, but I've never right. been, I've met, never walked down her road. So I just know that uh, God's going to continue to use you as you surrender to availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That that's my hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly, my hope, Lord. <laughs> Where is my? What's my next chapter? Yeah. Or, I'm in the middle of a chapter. Whatever. I'm not quite sure. 
Yeah. I, I think um, for me is I really didn't have a blueprint after I turned 60. In all honesty, I everything seems to be like you're get married, have children, have a job, do this, do that. And then all of a sudden 60 happens and people retire. And then what does that all look like? I was fortunate enough. I worked until I was 65, but at 60, I really did start to say, what, this is, this is different. You know, Mm -hmm. my children are moving out. I, I'm not, I have grandchildren, but I can play with them and I'm not responsible for laundry and everyday things. Um, And I can help here and there and I can do different things. But what is this life going to be with my husband and I or me? Just me even. Because all of a sudden Mm. it's like, oh, (laughs) here I am. Um, And I came across a a quote by Helen Keller that said, life is an adventure or nothing. And I thought, dear God, let my life from this point on being an adventure. Uh, and that's kind of why when the pageant came out, I thought, yep, this is part of my adventure. Uh, traveling with my children have been an adventure. Uh, we have, we host AFS students since we've retired. That's an adventure. So I'm so grateful for those adventures in my life that okay did i get did i get this right helen keller said life is an adventure or nothing or, or nothing yeah okay. well the deal is i'm just telling you that is a mindset you have to accept or not what you had read as a powerful truth for you allowed life to become the adventure that it is so i want our listeners to hear helen keller's word life is an adventure or it is nothing and decide to wrap their arms around the crazy adventure of yes. our lives and let life teach you love. It's taught you love. It's taught you patience. It's taught you gratitude. Life, the adventure of life has taught you so much. It has. It has. It's deeper and richer, Roxanne, because of that letting go. I, you know, I have no blueprint uh, for this next chapter that was kind of self-imposed upon me for life. And so here I am and I have pretty open hands, God, and where, where, and what uh, do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be now? Um, And it is about loving deeper, forgiving more, forgiving often, just, you know, dreaming and dreaming into your dreams uh instead of dreaming out of your dreams uh it's just so much opportunity mm-hmm. and the age of elegance speaks of that mm-hmm. we when we look at all of the amazing women who were at the senior america pageant who are dancing and singing and entertaining and just beautifully Mm-hmm. You know, just embracing their gifts and their talents and their life and sharing it with everyone is so powerful. Sherry, yeah. you have learned so much. I'm I'm on my third pages of notes. Um, <laughs> life, listen to the last thing I wrote. Life is deeper and richer when you let go and you learn to live with open hands. Yeah. Okay. So Sherry, if you 
could talk to your 20-something self or to your young grandkids or your young kids or the generation that still hasn't figured out all the things that this difficult life has taught you and therefore you are richer and deeper. Yep. What, 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 what word could you and would you leave with your younger self that you would want to learn earlier in life than now that you are looking back in hindsight? I I would say to myself, instead of praying for specific things, pray for strength of heart, for courage, and for inspiration. So I, and this is what I tell my 20-year-old, is if she does nothing else but says every morning, dear God, please give me a strength of heart, give me courage, and give me inspiration for this day. I wish I had learned that when I was 20 and 30. Because I would pray specifically for this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I wanted it to be those words that I learned in my 40s really embraces my, my life. My, it, it, it just really encompasses all that I can do and all I can be. Um, I love I, that. I love that icing on the cake. Pray daily for strength of heart, courage, and inspiration, and not all the things. Not all the things, no. Which leads you back to your your life first. Trust in the Lord with all your heart your and heart, lean not yeah. on your own understanding, and He yeah. will direct your path. He will. Oh, friends, isn't Sherry just the best? We so enjoyed this conversation with her, and I know that you're going to want to share it with those that may be struggling just as she has struggled to give them hope. We would be so grateful if you would subscribe and share to the podcast to help get the word out about all of these amazing women that we get to interview and all the wisdom they share. And until next time, remember you are a precious jewel in the eyes of Jesus. Your story matters. Let the world see you so they may see him.